0: Hey, I'm Eric. I'm one of the pastors here at Chapel Roswell, and we're on episode two of a series that we're calling Frightening Things. And uh, one of the reasons that we're doing this series is because fear is powerful. It's a powerful motivator in our world and in our lives. And I would put with fear, it's cousins anxiety and stress, and all of that together can have an impact on us in all kinds of ways like for instance i have a little fear that works up in me every time i do this (laughs) in here with you guys i don't know if you do any public speaking uh, on a weekly basis for 20 or 30 minutes up in front of a crowd of people sometimes generally the same crowd i do (laughs) and uh and and it can be a little scary. I mean, from just thinking about, oh my gosh, I hope I don't mess up, or say something stupid, or then I hope that, you know, I'm, I'm faithful to what God has called me to say, and that there's something that'll be meaningful for the people that are gathered, or that are online. It's a little bit scary, <laughs> and so I step into that every week, but um Fortunately, I'm doing it with you guys, and so that helps a little bit. But fear is powerful. It's a powerful motivator. You know, it's addressed in the Bible over 400 times. Something is written or said about fear. Most often, what is said is, fear not or do not be afraid. And so that's another reason that we're taking these three weeks do this series called Frightening Things, where we're turning fear upside down. Looking at fear from the perspective of a Christian and from the Bible. And specifically, we're looking at the fear of God, fear of failure, and fear of death. So we started last week with the fear of God. And we dealt with that subject by looking particularly at some scripture in 1 John where we read that we don't live out of fear of the wrath or the punishment of God, but we live in the love of God, and God's perfect love casts out fear. And so now this week, we're going to turn to another popular fear, the fear Of failure, of not being good enough, messing up, not measuring up, stepping out and paying the price for it, failing. And for that, we're going to turn to the Old Testament, to the prophet Isaiah. So in just a minute, I'll read a few verses out of Isaiah. But just to give you a little background, uh, Isaiah is writing to the nation of Israel, particularly the southern kingdom of Israel, Judah, at a time when the nation of Israel is um, is being taken captive. And so the Assyrians had come in from the north, taken over the northern kingdom, and Isaiah is writing to Judah and the southern kingdom and letting them know, hey, here's what happened, here's what went wrong, here's why here's why the northern kingdom has been taken over by the Assyrians. And, and actually, historically, in that time, then the Babylonians are coming in and taking over the Assyrians. But Isaiah lets them know that, hey, we're on the chopping block. We're next. And so he's, he's writing into a time in history, into a people who are right smack dab in the middle of an epic fail. And they, they had failed to keep their covenant with God. They had failed to honor God with who they were. And so what had happened is, Their country was being taken over. They were being enslaved. They were losing their identity. And so Isaiah writes to their past failures, their present failures, and their potential failures. And so I want to read for you from Isaiah chapter 35, verses 3 through 6, where God, through the prophet Isaiah, speaks to the people of Israel about this issue of the fear of failure. And there's a tradition in the church that goes back as a way to affirm the reading of the Scripture and that you value it and agree with it, that we do a little call and response, and we do that in here sometimes. So I'd like to do that today, if you wouldn't mind, to participate with me. And so what I mean is um, when I finish reading these verses that are going to be on the screen, I'll say, this is God's word for God's people. And would you just reply and say, thank you, God, as a way to say we're thankful for this word for us today. So I'll say, this is God's word for God's people. And you'll say, thank you, God. You want to practice? This is God's word for God's people. Thank you, God. That's, that was decent. So like, <laughs> but I hadn't read it yet. So I know I, once I read the, the scripture, then you're going, to be like, oh, yeah, 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 thank you. So, so. So I'll read it, and then we'll do that again, okay? So this is, this is how it goes. This is Isaiah 35, verses 3 through 6. This is um, from the Message Bible. Isaiah wrote, energize the weak hands, strengthen the shaky knees, tell fearful souls, courage, take heart, God is here, right here, on his way to put things right, and redress all wrongs. God is on his way. God will save you. Blind eyes will be opened. Deaf ears unstopped. Lame men and women will leap like deer. The voiceless will break into song. This is God's word for God's people. Thank you, God. Amen. These words of Isaiah speak right to our fear of failure. I think one of the reasons that we fear failure and that our fear of failure stops us from doing something or saying something is because failure feels so final. But the truth of the good news is that in Christ and in the kingdom of God, it isn't. Failure isn't final, and not only that, sometimes it's not even failure. And I would use as an example, Jesus. Because to know the story of Jesus is to know that when he had taught, preached, healed, eventually he was arrested and put to death and buried in a tomb. And those who opposed him, the spirit of evil, darkness, sin, and death, looked at that and said, see, failure. But we know the rest of the story, not a failure. Because on the third day, Jesus left sin and death, evil and darkness, crucified on a cross, buried in a tomb, and he came out alive and he brought new life to you and to me and to make the way for all of us to have life the way God created us to have it. So Jesus is the very example that God is at work. God continues to bring life, to bring God's kingdom. God continues to make a way. And so we can know that if God persists, so can I. And these verses from Isaiah, these things that Isaiah wrote, that God inspired Isaiah to tell to the people of Israel, tell us something about the fear of failure and how to overcome the fear of failure. The first thing that Isaiah teaches us in these verses is to appreciate the effort to recognize the value in taking a risk and to understand and, and appreciate that it's not always about doing a thing as much as it is about having the courage to try. We just got back last night, my wife and I, from uh, visiting our daughter. We, we moved her into college. She's a freshman. We moved her in a month ago. and This is the first time we've gotten to see her. That's, that was very meaningful for me to spend this weekend with her, but when we moved her in, uh, we were helping set up her room, and um, my wife had bought her like a thing to hang on the wall, like a little decorative piece made of wood slats, and it says on it, "Be strong and brave and Jessica, my wife, got that for our daughter as an encouragement for her, and so we hung it by her bed so when she lays down at night to go to sleep and when she gets up in the morning to get out of bed she sees that be strong and brave and we got it for her as an encouragement to to recognize that she's stronger and braver than she usually gives herself credit for and to, for her to be courageous to be willing to take courageous to take risks and not be afraid to fail Jessica told me it's, it's a line from uh, Winnie the Pooh that Christopher Robin tells that to Winnie the Pooh at some point. You're stronger and um, braver than you realize, or something like that. I, I know it's in Joshua 1 in the, in the Old Testament that, uh, <laughs> uh, that this is when God calls Joshua to take over leading the nation of Israel from Moses. Joshua's young and, and he's a little unsure about himself. And so if you read Joshua chapter 1, over and over again, repeatedly, God tells Joshua, be strong and brave. Be strong and brave because the Lord your God goes with you wherever you go. Be strong and brave. Be courageous. Take a risk. Know that it's not necessarily about whether you succeed or fail. It's that you are willing to take a step out with God. I would point to this. Chapel Roswell as Roswell United Methodist Church being willing to take a risk and launch something new for a roughly 180-year-old church to see the need to do something new, to reach new people, and to say, okay, we'll, we'll try that. We'll, we'll invest in that, not knowing if it would succeed or fail. It took a risk, the leadership of this church, the membership of this church. I'll add to that, they took another risk when the appointment for the guy who was going to lead it was made. <laughs> like, And the jury's still out, I think. I how that one's going but we just celebrated the two year anniversary of Chapel Roswell. I mean, look around because this church was willing to step out and and take a risk and not be afraid of whether this would succeed or not. What Isaiah told the people of Israel was to Energize the weak hands, right? strengthen the shaky knees, encourage them to not be afraid. Paul told Timothy God has not given us a timid spirit, God has given us a powerful spirit with love and self control that undergirded with the love of God and with self-control and by the power of the Spirit of God, we can take risks. We can step out and go where God is calling us to go. Say and do what God is calling us to say and do. In faith, trusting that God will be there. So then it's not results that we have to produce or successes that we have to receive credit for. It's just the faith and the willingness to try take a risk in the name of God. And and I I think that helps to lead to the second thing that Isaiah is teaching us, which is fail forward (laughs) when you do fail. Because you will. We all do. To learn from it. Grow from it. Look, look forward and ahead and, and what that has taught you and where you can go from that point. To fail forward, I was listening to an interview uh, with the CEO of PayPal, um, Dan Schulman. I think is his name. And and the interviewer asked him, among other things, asked him what he looks for when he's um, recruiting talent and uh, and hiring and interviewing. And, And his answer was specifically when he's looking for high, to fill higher leadership positions, the one thing that he looks for is for an example of where someone has failed. And he adds to it and failed hard. I want to see where they have completely missed it or messed up. And then where did they go from there? How did they respond to that? And he went on to say, "Because I'm not interested in somebody who's had a golden career and everything has worked out great for them and it's always been successful and they've never had any struggles or problems. He said, I can't stand it when I ask the question, you know, tell me about your weakness or your failures. And they go, well, I guess I just work too hard. I'm a workaholic. And he said, oh, brother, aren't aren't we all? He said, no, but what he's looking for in someone who would be in a key leadership position in his company is somebody who's failed and failed forward and learned from it and grown from it. And that's what Isaiah's telling the people of Israel when he says, take courage, take heart, because God is here, and God is on the way. God will redress the wrongs. God will take that failure, that shortcoming, that mistake, and make something out of it. And I think that's important for us to overcome the fear of failure is to know that our failures don't define us. Your failures do not define you. Your mistakes or missed opportunities are not who you are in the eyes of God. And that's what Isaiah is reminding the nation of Israel at a time when they are shaking in their knees Because of their failures. He says, no, in the kingdom of God, you are so much more than that. We are so much more than that. And God is here in the midst of our successes and our failures, and God is on the way to set things back to right in you and in me and in our world. And so... We don't have to be afraid of failing. We can take risks and step out because God is there with us. And when things go wrong or we don't get it right, God is at work even in the midst of that too. And then the third thing that Isaiah teaches us about overcoming our fear of failure is to recognize that we're a part of something bigger than just us. We're a part of something that's more than our list of accomplishments or our list of failures. That this is not all just about me anyway. And it's not all just about right now that there's something bigger going on. God is at work in our lives and in our world, bringing the kingdom of God to bear in us and through us. And so we don't have to be honed in and focused in on every mistake or shortcoming or failure of ours, because God is in it and God is working through it even our mistakes and failures, to bring about something more, something bigger, something greater that we all get to be a part of. So we don't have to be afraid to fail. In fact, what Isaiah said is, God is here and God is on the way. God will redress the wrongs. God will set things back to right. And he says, the blind will see, the deaf ears will hear, the lame men and women will leap like deer, the voiceless will break out in song. I love that the lame men and women won't just walk, but they will leap like deer. And that the voiceless won't just speak, but they'll sing. They'll break out in song. And this is what our God is doing in our world. If if you are here this morning and you feel like the blind or the deaf, the lame, or the voiceless, maybe your failures Your shortcomings, mistakes, missed opportunities have been holding you down, holding you back. Do you hear the words of Isaiah for you that God is in the business of redeeming and restoring those experiences in your life for you and then through you, for the people around you and for the world and for the kingdom of God, restoring us to who God created us to be. Those failures do not define you. God is doing something bigger and greater. And I would make the argument that we live in a moment in history when the kingdom of God needs some people to be bold, to be fearless, to be willing to take a risk, to be who God is calling you to be, to do what God is nudging you to do. And, I mean, there are plenty of examples of famous people who failed and failed and failed before they exceeded, uh, succeeded. Michael Jordan, you've heard the story. he got cut from the basketball team. Thomas Edison, you know, how many iterations come before the light bulb. And, and all that's well and good. I have a concern about that sometimes. I feel like we set, you know, fame and notoriety as the goal. And it's like, you know, we look to the, to the famous, well-known people like, oh, I could just, you know, if I just, then maybe I'll be Michael Jordan I gave up on that a long time ago. But but don't tell the guys I play basketball with in the mornings. But I I think at some point, though, it's, it's even more about the people who struggle every day to succeed in the face of failures. It's about the addict who goes one more day sober and clean. It's about the person battling grief and tragedy and decides one more day to get up and go to work. It's about the people who know what it feels like to step out, to take a risk, to do and be what God has called them to do and be, even though there won't be any fame or notoriety or recognition that goes with it. It's about you and I listening where God is calling us, nudging us to get involved, to participate. And it may not be something that's loud and public. It may be just as small as your role in a conversation or your participation when there's a need. Your willingness to stand up with and beside the blind, the deaf, the lame, the voiceless. The people all around us in our lives who go unseen, unheard, marginalized. Because Isaiah says what God is doing is he's setting all that back to right. And we know that the kingdom of God being set back to right happens in us and through us. So we don't have to be afraid to fail. I wonder if you hear that still small voice of God calling you out to step up to be different, to make an impact, to contribute? Would you be willing to be bold, to acknowledge that taking risks means the potential for failure is there? Yes. And we're going to do it anyway because God is in it. So what Isaiah said is encourage them. One way to read that is encourage each other. to Tell one another, have courage, take heart. So we're going to do that this morning. So the band is going to come now and they're going to take their place. and In just a minute, we'll finish with a song. But before we do that, Here's what I want to ask. We'll just take a couple of minutes. Would you be willing, and this may even be a courageous thing for you to do, to just do this what I'm about to ask? But would you be willing to encourage somebody near you? Listen, everybody in this room needs to hear that encouraging word. Don't be afraid. God is here. And God is on the way. So what I'm asking is would you be willing to take a minute just now and maybe one or two or three people around you, would you be willing to encourage them in the spirit of the Most High God to say to them, don't be afraid. God is here and God is on the way. You don't know what's going on in their life. You don't know what they're dealing with. You don't know where God might be calling them. You don't know what they may be sitting there deathly afraid of that's coming today or tomorrow or that's in the future or around right now. And the power that could be and the words of God coming off of your lips to say, don't be afraid. God is here and God is on the way. So what I'm asking is if we could take just a couple of minutes right now and do that for each other. Would you be willing to do that? Would you, would you go ahead now and just encourage somebody nearby you? All right, Abby, I know what's in you. All right, we don't get too much encouragement. If you're sitting down, I'll ask you to stand up as we get ready to sing. But while we sing, this is also the time that we give back to God, our offering and God's tithe. So if you have brought something to give this morning or you want to give, here are the ways that you can do that that are up on the screen. I'll go back to what I said earlier, that this, this movement, this church within a church that we call Chapel Roswell, it was a vision of Roswell United Methodist Church And it was a step out in faith. I mean, I can tell you one of the evidences that that God is in this and that this was a risk worth taking is because the people in here contribute to the work of the life of the church. When you give, you're giving to help support this movement and make it possible so that we could take this message into our community and into our world. Things like, don't be afraid because God is here. And God is on the way. So please know when you give today, that's what you're doing. You're helping to make this possible. And I also want to remind you that we're continuing to receive donations to offer relief, uh, particularly flood relief, to the hurricane victims. And so you'll see a couple of orange buckets that are up here. If you want to give specifically to that, you can just um, write that on the memo line that it's for the hurricane relief. If you write a check or uh, even you can do it online and just note that. But if you want to, you can put it in the buckets. There's also cards by the buckets that give you the instructions how to f- make one of those flood buckets that we send, and we've got one more week to collect those. So if you want to put together a flood bucket, a kit that can be sent and can be used by somebody who's trying to clean up after the water has uh, receded, you can, you can get a card up here that will tell you how to put the bucket together and what to do with it. And lastly, I want to remind you that uh, on the anniversary, we launched the CR Care Team. And one of the things we said is that somebody would be available for you this morning, every Sunday morning at the close of worship, if you'd like somebody to pray with you. Maybe you've heard something or there's something going on in your life that you'd like somebody to pray with you for. or You just want a place to step aside and pray. Uh, There are little kneeling rails that are in front of that window and that window, just behind me here, these two windows. And there's people there that'll pray with you if you'd like them to pray with you. So I want to make sure that you know that and can take advantage of that. Before we sing our last song, I want to ask you if we could pray together. And we'll lift all of these things up to God. Because bravery and courage is not something that we generate on our own. It's not of us, it's of God. God's promise not to fear and not to be afraid comes with God's calling to be about the work of God's kingdom. To bring the goodness and the righteousness and the holiness and the justice of the kingdom of God into our world to be a part of how God is doing that. And as we do that, however, God calls us out to participate that we can do that without fear. So, oh God, would you fill us with your love, your goodness, your righteousness, holiness, and justice so that fear would be driven out and we could be willing to be bold, to step up, to speak up, to take risks, to follow you where you send us so that your kingdom would come. God, for any of us in this room, any of us here today that have felt burdened and weighted down by our failures, by our past, by our mistakes and missed opportunities, oh God, would you wipe those clean? Make us new. Define us by your love and your spirit. Fill us to overflowing so that we could be your people for your world today. Everything we give, God, would you bless it and multiply it. Do something amazing with it. So much more than we could do on our own. And as we sing, oh God, may we blow the roof off of this place because of your spirit. This is our prayer in Jesus' name. Amen.